TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Out of the timeout. Murray's well protected and Dorch is wide open. Greg Dorch with a dozen and another first down for Arizona. This is as comfortable as I've seen Kyler Murray in the pocket in this offense. There's things coming out on time, in rhythm. And at times on film, you can tell that he's he's still kind of getting comfortable and understanding what this offense is all about as he works through it with Drew Petzing. So this is this is a big step for Carla this afternoon. All right, so that is Daryl Moose Johnston from the Fox broadcast yesterday uh, discussing Kyler Murray and his comfort level there. Now, Jack, coming into the game yesterday, Kyler Murray had played six games and been sacked 16 times, okay? And the Eagles got to him once yesterday, yep. which tells you all you need to know. I, and I think the initial reaction from people will be, well, he's got to be a hard guy to get down because he can run. Well, yes and no. Yes, sometimes he's elusive and can get out of the you know some jams, but he also holds the ball forever, hence the 16 sacks going in. The Eagles get to him once. The week before with Tommy Cutlets and Tyrod Taylor, they sacked them once yep. combined. 76 sacks a lot heading to that game. Yeah, exactly. And this is a team now that has 41 sacks that had 70 last season. Yep. An absolute out-and-out disgrace yeah, that well, they can't get a pass rush. And a stat that I saw this morning from Ben Solak of the Ringer, the Eagles had a defensive success rate of 40% against the Cardinals. It's their worst single-game figure, regular or postseason, in 17 years, Rob. Yeah. That's worse than the Billy Davis defenses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's oh, wor- Washburn wide nine, <laughs> which is I mean, Juan Castillo. It's awful. This is what we're talking 17 about. Seventeen years. Seventeen years. That was the the worst defensive performance in seventeen years. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's a real indictment. That's the that's well, by the way, where it's coming off a Niners game where they got torched too. Well, here's what I don't want. I don't want the you guys are going into hyperbole mode and making more of this. No, we're not. And if you think that, you haven't watched this team. And if you had expectations for this team to win a Super Bowl, and that's your opinion, you are kidding yourself. Well, especially because think about all the preseason conversation. And I know preseason conversation can be, you know, yeah. uh, people are just excited, and, and I get that. But it was a lot of Super Bowl, best roster in football. Yeah. And nothing's, like, roster-wise, nothing's really changed. Not Certainly not on the offensive side in any dramatic way. Or your D-line. You, yes, you lost Hargrave, but still, you, you, you still have a lot of horses. Like, like – They've completely lost the idea that they can make a Super Bowl run. And, you know, maybe the guys have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, last year they faced no adversity. No adversity. This year they face adversity, and this is how they respond. Yeah. I mean, what's that tell you about the makeup of this team? That, and, and how's it going to be like going forward? I'll, I mean, they have yeah. to – the biggest thing they have to figure out this offseason 
and we won't know this, is do they have foxhole guys? Do they have eagles? Do they have guys that will, will fight together when things are getting tough? And, I, and the way they've responded after the Niners game, it's, it, there, there's, there's no I, – I can't see them doing that. No. Like, like they have to find the, the issue in the locker room, or maybe it's the head coach. I don't know. But that's the main thing they have to figure out this offseason. Agreed. I, I think that the more than anything else, you could you can always hang your hat on the character's going to be there for this team. And they're always going to fight. That wasn't a fight yesterday. No. Actually, the, the one team brought the fight. Yeah. But, but the, not three the, wins, the yeah. wrong team. Well, uh, remember their, all the resiliency talk? Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is a resilient bunch. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. Yeah. No, they no, haven't. They haven't proven to be. No. You know who's resilient? Like a, a team like the Ravens who have tons of injuries and they're just steamrolling people. They're yeah. just trucking people left and right. I, Sal Palantoni had a stat he, uh, uh, after the game for the Ravens-Dolphins game. They're, and if you didn't see, the the Ravens killed the Dolphins, 56-17, to 17, whatever it was. They destroyed them. Um, first six games of the season, Lamar Jackson had five fumbles, okay? He's had none since then. Yep. So that's a guy who was who was serious about correcting a flaw that he had in the season. And that's a coach in John Harbaugh who is also a CEO, a delegator, if you will, who understands how to bring in the right people and how to get the most out of his team despite injury after injury. Look at what Stefanski's doing in Cleveland. Yep. There is no more injured team in football. Hands down, none. And he's got them at, what, uh, 11 wins this season? They signed Joe Flacco off the street. Yeah, and Flacco looks like re- Nick Foles reincarnated. Yeah, like, and, and that's where it comes back to the Eagles team. If they lost Hurts or they lost AJ Brown, and, and one of those guys goes down, I mean this this offensive coaching staff, I would have absolutely no confidence they'd be able to get the most out of this team. I agree. They can't do it. Yeah, they, they can't do it. Yep, they're not resilient. I agree. They're not tough. They're none of that stuff. It's that's and right the, now they're an embarrassment to the city. Well, it's the most disappointing thing about this team. Let's go to James in South Philly. James, you're on ninety four WIP. Hey, happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, James. I just, I, I, I think that the team, I think the Sirianni lost the team. I really believe it. I could see I mean, it. We've been, yeah, we've been, we've been trying to figure out all year long what's wrong with this team, and I don't think they believe in it. Well, and we've been hearing all year long. Well, we're going to fix it. We're going to, you know, yeah. drag ourselves through the mud in in the film room. I don't know if that's the case. And, and like when they were. You know when they were uh, they they lost a couple games there, a couple of the players would be like, yeah, you know when you're winning, it, it you don't have to push yourself in film session as much as when you're losing. Right. Well, now you're losing, <laughs> and nothing's changing. Nothing's changed, and to me, it looked like they gave up. The team gave up. It did look like. I mean, how else do you? Again, you're up twenty-one to six at the half. You've given up yeah, now. Back, you, back you've been outscored though. thirty to nothing in the in the last two weeks in the third quarter. You've given up fifty one points in the second half in the last two games against the Giants and the Cardinals. Not the 49ers, not the Bills, not the Cowboys, not the Gauntlet. Blah 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 blah. Against horse bleep teams. I almost said it. Yes. Right, I'm watching the game yesterday and I'm looking at little kids saying, what are we doing? Oh, the kids were fed up yesterday. Mike Trout's kid was, was all of <laughs> so, us. By the way, so Mike, come seeing, on home. It's time. <laughs> if I'm seeing little kids doing this, then 
I know the players is they fed up, man. They fed up with it. Well, and and I love the the one lady, Rob. It wasn't like uh, oh. Mary in Havertown. It wasn't Mayor of Havertown. You're a good close friend. That's yeah, correct. <laughs> but the lady, like, friend what? of the post game show. I know. Thank you. I know. She was. She definitely cursed. That correct. Night. Um, but the, the 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 lady being like, "What the hell are we doing?" Like, she was great. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't pure visceral anger. It was like, "Am I seeing what I'm seeing? Like, what are we doing?" It was her reaction was perfect. Yeah. Look, I just wanted to call in. Y'all have a happy new James, year. James, appreciate we'll it. Try. We'll try. We'll uh, try. All right, James, you too, brother. I, you know, I, I want, I wanted people today, Jack. I didn't think we'd be sitting here, but we are, and that's fine. Uh, but well, I we wanted, could have played the year in review. <laughs> Should we have done that? But I wanted people. I wanted the 2024 reined in. Like, you know what? It's our year. Got a shot here, man. You know what? They took beat the last two teams. Uh, take care of the Giants. Go in hot. Are going to have some playoff games here. Blah blah blah. Instead, it's like I didn't think we'd be picking pieces up from the freaking Cardinals. No, that, that, it has been, you know, the blessing and the curse of having teams that are making these deep postseason runs. Yeah, is when they come up small and come up short, and like in the last year. We had the Sixers blow game six and seven. Phillies make the World Series, go up two one and lose it. Phillies go back to the NLCS and, and completely choke. Eagles lose a Super Bowl where they're up ten points heading into halftime, and then this current Eagles thing. Yeah, like twenty twenty four is not like this is not trending in the right direction. Boy, twenty three. Let me let me kick that gear in the in the rear end out the it's door. A long twenty twenty three. Well, I, I think the I hate to say I said this to you in the post game, but I'm going to say it again. And again, I'm not trying to just bring people down here, but. When you have opportunities and you get that close, you gotta close it out. It's it sort of it, it, you can take it back if you want to go recent history. Go back to the seven to eleven Phillies. Now at least they won one, so there is an absolute distinction there. But when you look at nine, and I know Hamels and and Lidge weren't good that year, but you look at nine, how close you got. You look at Halliday, you know, in eleven. Like there's just so many opportunities where you gotta close the door. And for the Eagles not to be able to close out that Super Bowl for the Phillies, I didn't. I don't even blame them for the for the Astros loss but for them to not at least be able to get to the world series last year it's like you're gonna rue the day well and, and the biggest thing that's gonna happen now is that the real like there was a there was a stretch post 2017 where the the weight of the city was lifted off of our shoulders and and it was like that negadelphia mindset was kind of gone yeah because like I didn't know if I'd ever see the Eagles win a Super Bowl, and right. they did. And obviously, people waited longer than I did, no doubt. Um, but that Negadelphia kind of mindset, we, we, it had almost been ridded yeah. out of the city. It's back. Yes, I mean, this is this the losses that this city has had in the last year is bringing that entire mentality back. I agree, and I think if we collectively didn't get the one in seventeen. I mean, I don't know how people be oh, walking not, around like the the Walking Dead. If they didn't, if they didn't win seventeen last year's Super Bowl is the worst loss in the in the history of the city. Yeah, I, I mean, like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was so shocked at how fast it felt like people got over it because they believe this team was going back. I agree. It, it, it looked like, hey, they're the exception. This group is different. They're built different. They have so much talent, and they have Jalen Hurts, who's driven. They they still have Kelsey there. They still have all of these guys. And again, I'm not laying this on Kelsey and Brandon Graham and blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, generally, we looked at it like they can be the exception because there's so much character and talent here. And and for it to look like this, throw the record out. I know what the record looks like if, if you haven't been following this all year it's about what it's looked like it's your eyeballs don't they weren't lying to you 
No. They were trying to tell you the truth. Well, they also lost, what, four of the last five? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're trending the wrong way. So, like, sure, you can bring up 11 and five all you want. But they've, they've lost four times in the last 24 days. Yes. 28 days. Right. Like, that's and, – and that's where, you know, for as frustrated as I am in, in Sirianni, and I really – like, I, I just don't think he's the guy. I think last year was more of a mirage, and, you know, we'll see what happens at the end of this year. When we talk about the makeup of this team, and we talk about off the Super Bowl last year getting to 10-1, and 1, for them to be collapsing like this, for those guys to be fragmenting a locker room, that's what's the most disappointing thing for me because I did think they were different. Like, after the Buffalo game, I was like, you know what? They're like, back. That's what, this is what they do. They just they just find ways to win football games. And now you're playing down to the freaking Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, I thought found ways to win while fixing some things during the week and eventually it's all going to click. They haven't fixed anything. No, in fact, it, it's gotten worse. It's good. <laughs> Yeah, Def- defensively is the big one, but yeah. even offensively, like the red zone stuff's back. There's just not the fear. They don't fear this Eagles offense like they like they last should. year. Teams, they should fear this Eagles. Teams offense. were done before they even faced the Eagles. They were they were scared to death. Well, it's not the way it is. now. And there was a lot of times last year where it was like, oh, like we can if we want to, we can have a, uh, a seven minute drive and just run the ball down your throat, and like that'll take you completely out of the game. Yeah, they can't do it. This they year. were a pick your poison. Yeah. Last year, it's like, all right, we'll, we'll pound it down your throat, or get, we'll kill you in the RPO. AJ's going to kill you. Devontae's going to kill you. Goddard's going to kill you. There's not a fear factor. Come on, now I got it. Uh, now the tush push bothers me for a different reason. Now it's annoying how cocky they are. Like, oh, congratulations, you can do your little tush push. How about you run a, a competent 2023-2024 offense? Yeah. Like, 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 they get so cocky and annoying about the tush push now. Like, do something else. Prove to me you can score in a different way. That's what I want. I, I, listen, I, the fact that that's the identity is is not good. It should be a nice little aside. That's what it should be. No, it's their. They, they hope to get the third and one so they can do it, and, and everyone can can pat them on the back and give them the standing ovation. I am so not over that series after the onside kick. No, it's awful. I'm, I am not. I'm, I am so annoyed at that play out of the timeout to gain well. Well, because like. The, I'm not. We can't blame the offense yesterday because the offense was pretty good. They you were know, fine. They were fine. They didn't get a lot of opportunities. That's why I won't kill the offense. But it's just there's been too many examples situationally this year where you have stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's the inexplicable. Like the, how many how many Jalen draw plays have we seen in the wrong time this year? Yeah. It's all the time. Back to back. Back to back. Back to back twice in two different series yesterday. That's what you that's your creative mind. And DeAndre Swift was great yesterday. Like, er, er, he was excellent. Like he's he was great against the Giants. You have a running back that's a thousand yard rusher. Like they've a they've a fourteen hundred yard receiver, a thousand yard rusher, a, a thousand yard receiver. receiver. And it feels like it's all been just disappointing. It's it, it reminds me. I, I I said this to you, and I know it's a little bit before time. But like Buddy Ryan used to say to to Randall, "Go out and make five plays for me, and we'll figure the rest out." You don't need to do go out and make five plays for me, Jalen. You have enough talent. Randall didn't have that kind of talent around him, where he had to go out and make five plays on his own. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Th- this is faulty logic and thinking. It's it lacks creativity. It lacks foresight. There's no setting things up. I'm going to do this because I know three plays later I can do that. There's no rhythm to it. No, this is this is an no offensive method to, to it. You, you see you see a lot of offensive teams playing chess. 
This offensive coach staff plays checkers. Yep, 215-592-9494. By the way, we'll the doctor at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, Dr. Mark Schwartz. 9 o'clock, Seth Joyner in studio. Let's continue to react to what's happening, not only yesterday, but big picture here with the Eagles. And when we come back, Jack, in addition to everything else, uh, we'll let you hear Brian Baldinger, who, who I thought made a very interesting comparison between the Eagles and Chiefs, two teams that look like you know, they're kind of headed down the, the same path, although one – you know, buttoned up yesterday, and the yep. other one didn't. That's yep. for sure. Jack Fritz, Rob Ellis, WIP Sports Time is seven fourteen. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'd be more concerned about Philadelphia. Uh, you know, they, they struggled to finish off the Giants last week. They hadn't, you know, they lost three in a row before that. And then today, the Arizona come, comes and runs for 20 yards. But worse than that, they've now given up 34 touchdown passes this year. Their pass defense is only second worst to the Washington Commanders right now. And today, and honestly, just watching these runs again after I announced the game today, Chris, like they look like they didn't want to tackle. And they look lethargic. They look sluggish. Nobody made a single play on defense all day. And they got pushed around by the Arizona Cardinals. And it's a credit to the guys up front. I mean, they played really well. And James Conner played hard. But they look like they they just wanted it a whole lot more than the Eagles. And I think the fans felt that same way. That is some damning stuff right there. That is some damning stuff. That's Brian Baldinger uh, on the NFL Network, and and we all know Baldy, uh, what an unbelievable job he does. And he actually called the game, so it's not like he was just you know sort of looking at highlights. He, he watched every minute and every every play of the game. And and the comparison off the top was to, you know the Chiefs have struggled of late, although they they got their act together and beat the Bengals yesterday, but. You know, 34 touchdown passes allowed. You've been run all over. We gave you the stats a little bit earlier what the first 10 weeks look like since the since then in the comparison. It, it, it reeks of a team, Jack, that isn't getting the best out of the, the most out of the best players that they have. It reeks of a team that isn't trying their hardest, which is the ultimate indictment in anything in life if you're not giving effort. Yep. And a team that either has checked out from whatever the message is from the coach and maybe maybe Sirianni's delivering the right message, and you don't have the right guys. But what, something's got to be figured out here. There's a hundred percent a disconnect. And, and when Baldy said there about they didn't, the, the Cardinals wanted it more, why? Yeah, it was twenty-one-six. Go step on a throat. Mm-hmm. They can't do it. No, they can't do it this year. And like I can't tell they go at twenty-one-six and they're like, all right, we're back. We're fine. 
Mm-hmm. Well, everyone doubted us. Even though the week before should have served, they were up 20-3. to three. And, and we, That you, almost you, blew it. You mentioned this this last yeah. night, and you're 100% right, but Merrill, uh, when it was 20-3, or you know, coming out of halftime. Started like, the third. He's like, yeah. this is what happened last week. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wish I could say that I, I have full confidence that they're going to go out there and you know finish the job. They can't do it. And the, the biggest thing, you know, a loss is a loss. The, the Cardinals and, and, and what the heck's the guy's name? Dorch. Dorch. Yeah, they, they got dorched yesterday. <laughs> Got torched yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna we're gonna remember that. We're gonna remember the loss. We're gonna remember Gannon and, and two hundred whatever. Like sure, a loss is a loss. But now it just everything becomes so big picturey. And now you have to question: Do they have the right coaching staff? Do they have the right guys in the locker room? What happens? And the reality is, we could have seen the last of of BG Fletch. Lane, not Lane. Lane probably won't retire, but but I mean, certainly, certainly BG and Kelsey. You may have seen their last home game as an e- as Eagles. So what happens in the locker room when those guys aren't there? Yeah, that's my biggest concern right now. You lose those guys that are the pillars of the franchise that know what it means to be an Eagle. Who's it fall on? I see, I see the the freaking cornerback captain going to podcast talking about how it wasn't my fault. Not I played me. great. Not me. That's, that's that's, over there. It's one of our captains. Mm-hmm. Our other captain on offense won't talk to the media because he's so mad at the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And like, I used to get mad at that stuff, but I'm with AJ Brown now. Mm-hmm. So it's not an indictment, but like, that's also not cohesiveness. Yeah. You have a quarterback who's a captain who like, there's a report two weeks ago of he needs to be more vocal. Have you seen that? No. So like, what is the what is the the foundation of this team when those guys are gone? Like, what's the what's the the, the leadership foundation? It's a yeah, look. It's a problem, and, and and I think that there's a lot of things you look at. A, a lot you don't all of a sudden just arrive at this. There have been things building and building and building all season that get you to this point, right? And you got, I think you got away with it early. I think you were, in some ways, yes, credit to them. They they, they were winning ugly, and there is an art to that. But they also got lucky in some ways, and now it caught up to them. Totally. Yeah. And, and I and I just don't know why. <laughs> like, why are we here? Why we is, don't have to be here. Why was last year so different looking? I mean, I know the schedule was easier last year. Schedule was easier, and they had more talent on defense, and nobody's denying that. You were going to take a little bit of a step back. But it's this isn't just a step back. You know, like, you didn't lose these kind of games no. last year. Well, and, and the whole thing, well, you know, Jalen doesn't lose back-to-back games and, and 23 and all 2. All that's gone. It's all, it's all nonsense. Yeah. And, and the, the biggest thing, and I, and I just pray, Rob, because it's something that drives me nuts. Can we please, please retire the Bill Parcell saying, you are what your, your record, record says, says you are. Yeah. Watch the freaking team. Yeah. Watch them all year. They were not what the record says they were. You know who that line works for? It works for somebody who doesn't watch the team every day. It doesn't follow the team every day. I mean, it's coping. Yeah. I mean, it's all coping. coping. That's what the, the whole 10-1 and one beginning of the year was all coping to make yourself feel better. When you watch the games, thinking like, they're underachieving. Mm-hmm. I know you're 10-1, and one, but you're so much better than this. Every time we viewed it, we viewed it through the same prism every time. Is this team, with the way they're playing right now, capable of winning a championship? And the answer, the resounding answer was no. Unless they improved. And they haven't improved. They got worse. Yeah. Well, maybe the head coach needs to put another number on his uh, visor. That'll, that'll turn this thing right around. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, let's go to Cowboy Jim. Jim, you're on 94. Well, we don't need to go to Cowboy Jim. I mean, what are we doing here, Rob? Oh, what a beautiful morning. Let's go to Bam in Upper Darby. Bam, you're on 94 WIP. <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? What's up, man? Hello. You didn't think I was really taking him, did you? No, see, I, I, if I knew my Robbie, I was, I was worried I was losing Robbie in 2024. I'm still here, man. You still got it. There you You go. Thanks. What's up, man? 
What's going on, Rob? What's going on, Jack? Hey, hey, Bam. What's up, Bam? Y'all got a hard worker behind the glass, baby. She's been there since... Oh, I Terry's a machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. She is machine-like, baby. She showed up today. <laughs> That's right. Unlike the Eagles. That's right. Yeah, she, she's, she's better than the Eagles. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, man, that game was crazy. I was telling them uh, guys on the last show, overnight show, I was like, yo, man, the linebackers didn't show up, man. I don't know why we signed Shaq Leonard. Supposedly he's supposed to be the, the, the savior of the day, but he's not. Yeah, he, he gave you a glimmer of hope against the Giants, and that went that careening out the window uh, Sunday. Yep. Yeah, yo, man, I had like I don't know what y'all did for New Year's, but I was at Times Square, and I got back to Borgata at like three in the morning. <laughs> How was Times Square? Was it uh, awful as it looks? It was packed. It was cold. It was packed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, it, that be, does nothing for me, Bam. No interest. I don't want to get anywhere near that, man. Too, too, yeah. too, many, too many freak shows. Yep, and it cost me three fifty to come back to the Borgata. Oh, look at you, made of money. Wait, you Ubered from from Times Square to to AC? I didn't Uber. I didn't Uber. Somebody else, somebody paid for my Uber. Huh. The people I was with, the person I was with, paid for my Uber. Right, you you roll big. You roll large. It. Yeah. Hey, Rob. Yes. Before, I mean. That's how I was telling Terry, but yeah, I'm I'm getting my finishing touches on um my tattoo, my first tattoo. What are you getting? I got uh the Eagles Hugh Douglas jersey outlined on my back. I got fifty three and Douglas on it and uh hey Jack, when you the next time you do a show with Ike, come I'm getting Ike juice on my right shoulder. So you going Hugh on your back and Ike on your shoulder. Yeah. Wow. Pause. I want I, I want pictures of this, man. When are you getting? Yep. W- w- did you already start the uh, the Hugh tat? The Hugh, the Douglas part is finished already. The, the, the outline of the jersey is getting done today, and the uh, Ike juice is getting <laughs> well, done right now. What, what's going on, on the other shoulder? Can we get a Fritz and Ellis? <laughs> no, I got a I got a Fritz. I got a Gilio uh, and um. Wow. Uh, you have a Gilio tattoo? I'm getting one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Wait a minute. Time out, Bam. Why? No disrespect to Joe. But I don't get on your body before Joe Gillio. You want to be I'm, on Bam's body? I can't do it all once. I got to do it once. I gotta all right, where it. where are Jack and I going to be? What part of your body? It's going to be right next to Gillio. Okay. All right, let's have the lower back. I want to be above Gillio on your body. No way. Okay. <laughs> but hey, but look, are you getting his glasses go- on there too? This is getting a little little creepy. It really is. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really Rob, is. Rob. Yes, Bam. I want to add two more people to the uh, pike pike, Rob. All right. The person sitting next to you and the person behind the class. All right, Terry and Jack are in. So it's yeah. me, you, Terry, Jack, Devin. Who else Dan do we have Wilson. in this thing? Dan Wilson. Dan Wilson. Dan Wilson. I'm going to throw Francisco in there. He's in it. He's a Delco guy. Just get, the, get all of WIP on your back. Uh, yes. No, no, we're going on a pike hike. Yes, oh, we're, okay. we're, we're, he, Jack knows. Know. He's in. Oh, right. This is the Delco. Thing. Yeah, we're doing this thing. All right, Bam, listen. I need pictures of the, of the tats, okay? I will. I will right. tweet it. All right, I'm going to get my tattoo artist tweet it. You got it, man. Thanks, Bam. Yep. Thanks. Jillio yep. tattoo. Never never thought I'd see that. Never thought I'd see the day that Jillio is getting tattooed on the body. <laughs> that's unbelievable, man. Yeah, that's because he... That's dedication. It's uh, Listen, I love Joe. Not the most physically appealing, you know what I mean? Like it's he kind of looks like a, he looks like a, a World War II uh, soldier, oh like you know what I mean? Like he looks like skinny. Uh, fun, I mean, like Captain there's Captain America scene where he just what he looks like a POW. Is that what you're trying <laughs> yeah, to say? He's so skinny and small, and then he's got the big helmet, the oversized helmet. Like can't you just see? Can't you see Julio storming? You know what Joe looks like a medic. 
in 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 Saving Private Ryan. No. Like he's going to come with the with something you need. Well, and, and he's the first one that's getting taken out too. Like, there's no, <laughs> no. Way, there's no way Julio's lasting long. In no, battle. see, I think he's crafty that he's going to survive. Like he's going to do things I don't to think survive. Much I think he's, he's going to throw one take, one take, and someone's going to be like, ah, that's enough. All right, <laughs> who survives the longest in that setting at WIP? Who's the one? In like a in like a war setting. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Um, I'm uh, going Ike. I would say I would say Ike does well. Um, you know, I I was pretty much an Eagle Scout, so I guess you can no. say myself. No, you're not. You can't say yourself. No, I, and my problem is, Rob, I'm a big quitter. No one's yeah. no one's got a quicker. You would go right, right to the enemy and give up all the secrets. <laughs> oh, no, dude, it's <laughs> no question. If, if I got interrogated, <laughs> I'm dropping it. Like, I, whatever it takes to save me. Yes. You know they say women and children should go first. No, not in not in my Jack case. goes first. Jack go first, and you're after. All right. Besides Ike. Besides Ike, Richie, obviously. I mean, Richie. Richie is also brilliant. He would figure out something. Like, oh, for sure. He would do the, you know, get a coconut and turn it into like some kind no, of. No, like, Richie could survive a, a year by himself on the land. Like, yeah, like castaway type. Yeah, he could. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, I have his guitar and have some, you know, coconuts, yeah. and he and he survives. Seltzer, no shot. No, I mean, no. He, Seltzer's problem, not good under pressure. Elliot would be out before. Well, Elliot, Elliot would willfully not participate. Yeah, he would. He would. He'd go to Canada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'd, he'd be dodging it. He'd be a draft dodger. I think Hugh would be a tough guy to take out. Like, yeah. you, you, you're going to need a bunch of dudes to get Hugh done. You know, yeah. Take him down. Hugh, Hugh lasts a while, and he's the sad death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the emotional. He's the dude who takes a few shells, and he's still coming after you. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> Exactly right. As we build a WIP movie, yes. There's no way he's really getting Julia on his back, right? I actually, with Bam, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, a three hundred and fifty dollar Uber ride from Times Square. That's wild. Yes, yeah, and he wild. somehow didn't pay for it. Which is I, awesome. I want to hang out with the guys that Bam hangs out with. Seriously, he goes to the Borgata straight off that. I mean, listen, that's a roller move. That's a baller move. Yeah, I mean, listen, it goes straight from Times Square to gambling <laughs> at three a.m. off he's an Eagles calling block. us, and he's calling us. It's awesome. <laughs> Let's go to Darren. Happy New Year, Darren in the Northeast. Darren, you're on ninety four to BIP. Uh, yes. Hey, Darren. What? I mean. Huh? He's not ready. Let's go to Donald. What's going on? I don't want to know. Donald and Charlotte, you're on 94 to BIP. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Donald, we're trying. Who would last the longest at WIP in a wartime setting? (laughs) 215. (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) Who who would last the longest in a World War II style uh, battle out of WIP personalities? Oh, don't do that to me, guys. That's no, a long pause. Okay. Yeah, it was a long pause. The answer is, I'm, I'm D- Donald is telling I'm, you no one by not saying I anything. Agree. Yeah, Your silence was was, was really telling. Yeah. We're trying to smile our way through this uh, awful, awful Eagles mm-hmm. loss there, Donald. Okay, we're going to give it to Devin for uh, uh, just for prosperity reasons. We're going to go with that, that personality because Devin is, is, is really good. She's there you go. Sweet. All right. Um, good choice. Uh, a, a couple of things. Hurts um, is, is regressing in some manners that is really disturbing me because usually to be a, a coach's son, he would usually do what it's going to take to get it done. Yesterday's game and the past three games has been so uncharacteristic of stuff that he does because he puts us in more compromise. He does put us in, in elevated positions. And a guest that you're going to be having this morning, Seth Joyner, 
I think he is somebody that this team needs so badly. I called before. I don't know what you guys think. You can tell me. I think he would be a good addition, and we need. We definitely need a total turnaround in our coaching staff. Um, I'm not calling for Nick's job, but from there down, it all needs to be changed and maneuvered. Because yesterday was a debacle of, of, of uncertainty. I mean, we look so confused all over the field. Yeah, I, I, Donald, I think uh, to your point about, you know, changes here, you've already seen one, and it doesn't mean that Patricia's going to be back, too. You, you could, again, see two new coordinators. Yep. But and, Patricia well, wasn't a change. Well, and they have to hope for, at this point, is is Brian Johnson somehow getting a head coaching job? I mean, like, he's still yeah, talked yeah. about it. And, and have, like, are they going to be able to have No a, shot now, by the way. I There's agree, no but shot. are they able to have a big boy conversation with Jalen saying, listen, I know he's – You've been around Brian for a long time. This might irk Jalen sure. and franchise quarterbacks traditionally get what they want. Yep. But someone has to be the adult in the room down there. Yeah. You, can't, you can't come back with Brian Johnson next year. Two things. I don't care about their relationship. If I feel like it's time to move on, I'm moving on. That's it, period. You've been paid. We took care of you. We broke you off. And this is the way it is. This kind of stuff happens, number one. Number two, if you do keep Brian Johnson around, one of the things that worries me is that, and I don't know this. I'm, I'm, I'm strictly just putting it out there. But I worry that okay. maybe Johnson isn't willing to come down hard enough on him, whereas other maybe Steichen or somebody else was willing to come. And I don't think Jalen's a guy who, who – who you know pushes off on that kind of stuff. I think he welcomes it, but I don't know that the the buddy buddy thing doesn't maybe play into it. Well, I I, I think even with us even initiating the the hire of Johnson was a mistake. Well, it's looking like it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and here's the thing, Donald. I, I would say this, and in. I, I was all in favor of it. He was here. He was a hot commodity. Yep. He knew Jalen. I really thought it would be seamless. I worried about the defensive side of the ball just from a personnel standpoint. But yeah. I that's one where I can't kill the Eagles for it. I, I don't love what I've seen, but I didn't have a problem at the time. Yeah, my, I didn't have a problem with it, but I definitely – because, again, <laughs> everything comes back to history repeating, repeating itself. Yeah. And we're kind of seeing what happened with Carson. You know, Carson, they lose DiFilippo, they use Reich, all of a sudden the quarterback regresses. Yeah. Even though, I thought the last two weeks he's been fine. Yeah, you know, I, the, I did too. I, I The Seahawks game was obviously horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, they can't let what happened with Carson happen with Jalen. And I'm not saying that Jalen is Carson because I do think he is mentally tougher than Carson was. Yeah. But what happened with Carson is that they kept getting the wrong guy in there for him. Uh, yeah. And they let him essentially pick the guys like Press Taylor, Carson Walsh. Mike Grow. Mike Grow. Like, you know, to where to where you 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 watched your franchise quarterback go up in flames. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. You can't let that happen again with Jalen. And if you feel like Brian Johnson is is a part of that, then you, you can't worry about his relationship. And if it and if it pisses Jalen off, so what? It's it, you have to do the what's in the best interest of this football team. And you're telling me that of all the the smart offensive minds in football, that they'd have a chance to come here with this amount of talent on offense and be able to call plays. They should be able to attract a really good candidate. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I again, I don't care if it pisses Jalen off. I don't care. Like you're 25 years old, and we just backed up a Brinks truck, man. This is the way it works in, in the pros, and he should be used to it because he's had coordinator change a ton in his career. So mm-hmm. it's just the way it goes. Yeah, that's it. It, it is what it is. But it's, I, I don't think Brian Johnson can come back. 
And I, I, just have, I have no interest in that. There's, there's too many smart minds in, in football. Like, can we, God forbid, poach someone from the McVay-Shanahan uh, yeah. tree and just see how it'll work here? Yeah. And I, I, Hiring a Frank Reich guy off of Doug and, you know, Frank Reich was having success at that point. He's a good offensive mind. Like, I, I understood the thought process of it. But at this point, the guys are fired twice. I, I don't well, get the right. I, I, I again, it comes off like a nice guy, and he was great in seventeen. I, I I'm good. I don't even know. I don't want the right offense. I don't know that he he's he's himself said I'm kind of done with football. Awesome. That's that's not what I want. <laughs> I want somebody who's who's, you know, obsessed with with, with offensive schemes and, mm-hmm. and and making their bones. Like that's what I want. Yeah. I don't want. I'm kind of on a beach. No. I'm good, but, but even like the Frank Reich style of offense. Like, even, you don't, even they don't they don't get Frank Reich. Why would I want the Reich offense? I don't. I don't. I, I I think it's just it's classic. It worked once. Let's bring it back again. What well, about Nick? You know, last week when he was getting pressed about the the offensive coaching staff and he did his whole well, it's my offense. Like like blame me. Yeah. He also said during that like the offense is the exact same. That's a problem too. That that's an indictment. There's no wrinkles. There's no nothing. Yes, I mean teams are going. These are very smart guys on the other side of the ball who are going to figure things out that you've been doing, and, and, and to not take that into account. The arrogance. Yeah. The arrogance. It's of, lazy too. Well, it's it's like you really thought that because you have the talent that you have that it's just going to be fine. Yeah. Coming off a Super Bowl, you know that teams are going to spend all offseason figuring out how to take away Jalen's running ability. Exactly. And they have they've had. Like no counterpunch. On top of it, he hasn't been right all year, which means you don't run it the same way. You don't do the same things if the guy's not capable physically of doing the same things. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ugh, man, Darren in the Northeast. Darren, you're on 94 to BIP. Uh, yes. Got your back. Darren, what's yeah. going on? Who, who are we talking okay. to there, man? Nah, yeah. You're talking to Darren Holmes. No, I, I know who shirt. I'm talking to. Who are you talking to? You, I, I want to talk about Gannon. <laughs> Gannon against the Eagles. He that is a Super Bowl. He he was going. That team was pumped up. Cardinals were pumped up to beat us. Okay, and we didn't match to. Uh, Darren, have you slept, Darren? Yeah. Has, are we either? Did we start early, or are we still going from the night before? I'm talking about the Eagle game. No, right? I know. I know. Darren, do you Wait. answer any questions Wait. directly? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did so, you order the code red? <laughs> no. No. But I'm just saying, Gannon won that game last night like it was a Super Bowl. He had them team pumped up. Our defense sucks. It, it, they, it's, it's like a Swiss cheese. See, yeah. Thanks, Darren. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he got. He, I don't think he's picking up where we're putting down. Uh, no, and I, Captain Obvious. I mean, really, it, it, it was Gannon Super Bowl, and the defense stinks. Correct. <laughs> up. Speaking of the defense, yeah. uh, how about Milton Williams out snapping Jalen Carter yesterday? I know. Yeah, it's back to back weeks. I mean, Jalen Carter played uh, thirty three snaps, I believe, last week. And he played 39 yesterday. If you're preserving these guys at the rate that the Eagles preserve them all season, right, whether it's easy practices, whether it's camp, whether it's whatever, I don't want to hear that people are tired. I don't want to hear it. I don't hear the 22-year-old has hit a wall and can't do it. And Jordan Davis is in his second year, so he knows what the big boys look like, what the pros look like. Yeah. It's unacceptable. Can't happen. Milton Williams has been better than those two. 
Millian's had a, at least he forced a fumble yesterday. Yeah, he, he made, made he made a huge play. He's better. Than, I would rather have him out there than Jordan Davis. I mean, Jordan Davis. You, again, he's for for using a top fifteen pick on a guy that is never going to rush the passer, and his only thing is going to be able to stop the run. Yeah, and you're getting gashed the way they are in year two. That this screams bust. Two out of the last two of the three first round picks in the last two years. There's one making an impact, and it's Carter. Yeah, Nolan Smith. Doesn't do anything. No. And Jordan Davis has been MIA for weeks. Well, how about, how about, and this is, again, an indictment of, of where those two are. I mean, Fletch outsnapped both of them yesterday. Yeah. Fletch is in his, like, 13th, 13th year. 13th year. Been like, around forever. And, and, and you're telling me that you're tired? Yep. And that guy. And that guy's not. And he's playing. He's got playing real great. miles on him. You know what I mean? He's played, he's played 13 years in the, in the trenches. Yes. Like he, a- every play's a car crash. You, you rotated at Georgia with a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. Like enough of the nonsense. It's bad. It's not good, man. It's not good. You, if you could do one thing well, okay. They don't do any. They don't stop the run now. They get killed in the air, as Baldy pointed out. What 24, 34 touchdown passes allowed? They are right behind the Commanders, or right in yeah. front of the Commanders. Yeah. Def- like, <laughs> pass defense wise, the Commanders are one of the worst pass defenses in the history of football. That's the thing. Their their defense isn't really up to snuff talent wise but it's not this bad it shouldn't be this bad no and and you know there's just no way a defense as bad as this has a shot to win a super bowl no like that's been the biggest thing that's happened the last four weeks is like you know when they were winning those games it was like yeah defense more bend but don't break but they can get you a stop i mean they did hold the chiefs to no points in the second half they Dolphins Cow- seventeen, whatever it was. They held the Cowboys to six points in the mm-hmm. second half. Like they were, have, they were at least getting some stops, and you could, you could say, okay, well, the offense is going to have to outscore teams, right? But now the defense isn't even giving them a chance. Yeah, like you have to get in the forties now <laughs> to win, dude. If they can't stop Kyler Murray and and Dolch or whatever his name is, and Michael Wilson, Dan Wilson, Michael brother, Carter, <laughs> like, like, wh- why would I have any confidence that against Shanahan down two offensive linemen? By the way, yeah, who could forget? Mm-hmm. Even even McVeigh, McVeigh with Stafford and, and that team with Puka, and Cup. Yeah. Puka's Jerry Rice. <laughs> Just give McVeigh a guy who's got a little bit, and he's going to turn him into and a freak. And again, look at what he's getting out of that team. Look who he's getting out of that offense. Yeah. Like he's getting he, from guys who you never heard of besides Cup. There was talk of the, the Rams, you know, being last in the. In, uh, absolutely. Down with the Cardinals. No in, draft picks. In the, in the NFC West. I believe they had 40 rookies. Mm-hmm. 40. Yeah, he's done an amazing job. Uh, again, look at Cleveland. If you if you sat there, it would take us from now until 10 o'clock, Jack, if I started reeling off their injuries. Like offensive linemen galore, quarterbacks galore, running backs galore. None of it matters. No. And Stefanski just coaches his way around. Because they it. have a plan. Yeah. They have a plan. The Eagles don't have a plan. The Eagles' plan is roll the ball out and see what happens. Yep. It's a yep. joke. It's go a make joke. plays, Jalen. Let's go to Rich in Runnymede. Rich, you're on 940 BIP. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Rich. Uh, I just wanted to bring up the point that nobody's actually pointing the finger in the right direction. Everybody's like, it's his fault, it's his fault. It's not really all the coaching staff. It's Howie the Coyote, super genius. He keeps coming out with all of this, picking bad players, and he totally forgot about replenishing the defense because the offense is pretty much the same as it was last year. I mean, and... Why would you ever throw Quez Watkins the ball? 
Yeah. Quez Watkins is right up there with the greatest mysteries of the season for me. Um, Why he's on the roster. And then you throw to him in a big spot in a game. It's puzzling to me. Jalen Rager, point two. Well, I mean, Holland Rager had a big, big kickoff return yesterday. I mean, Rager, he's Rager, back. Rager, Rager's eating up. The thing on Howie is that, you know, he he has he had a formula that worked. You know, we talked about this last night, and yeah. it's not just because of the linebacking unit, but like in seventeen they had competent linebackers, and last year they had competent linebackers. And, and to just kind of spit in the in the face of of things that do work. If you have competent linebackers, you're getting ran down. They got ran down yesterday. And I know they have their principles, right? We build in the trenches, right? But, like, he also brought back – James Bradbury didn't expect him to lose a step. He did. Yep. Slay, yep. who, you know, has been okay this year. Mm-hmm. More a cornerback two than a cornerback one. Yeah. He just he, – he made the wrong bets defensively, and he keeps getting away from things that have worked here before mm-hmm. for, for no reason other than stubbornness. And whereas, you know, in years past, some of the veterans that you, you brought in to aid you, they haven't really – like, Byard's done, like, nothing. Shaq Leonard had one game. You know, Cunningham's been okay. I, I, he's been fine. But, like, for the most part, the vets you brought in haven't done much other than Julio yesterday. Well, you, you signed the guy that the, the Bears replaced T.J. Edwards with. Yeah. And he's been— And you cut him. And you cut you him. You thought so little of him, you cut him. Yeah, so uh, I think Howie, as this season trends down here and we get into the post into the postseason and, and eventually comes to an end, Howie is definitely going to be back on the uh, the front burner here, Rich. Yeah, but it's, it, it's the same thing. I mean, he keeps— making picks on a draft, but when they turn out bad, he just keeps them around for a couple of years, like Rager, J.J. Ortega. Barnett. I mean, he denies all the bad picks, but when there is one that turns out good, like uh, the left tackle, I forget his name. Uh, Ilata. Yeah, he's pretty good. But, yeah, when he makes a, a, a draft pick that just picks him out of the, the, you know, the blue and he turns out good, oh, that was my pick. Yeah, I think it depends. And Rich, thanks, man. I think it depends. Like, I, I give him credit. I thought they bounced Rager pretty quick for a first rounder. He was gone in two years. I mean, I, I'm not going to kill him. For no, that. I mean, Barnett's the Barnett's one. But, yeah. um, you know, you, you talk about how and, and wanting to play his draft picks. I mean, that kind of the, the game wall situation looks like that. I mean, where they keep the, they keep putting him out there, and it's yeah. like Kenny G. You know, like we're going to have a Kenny G drive. Mm-hmm. Never doesn't make a play. No. No, he he looks like he should be a third stringer. He yeah. looks like a guy who if you get some injuries, he gets some touches, but that's it. It's not special. No. And Penny's been on the roster all year for some unknown reason. At least he was active yesterday. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but why is he here? Well, he was our first free agent signing. He was the first one. And they don't play him. No. I mean, they only gave him $500,000, so whatever. And I do think he's cooked. Like, this yeah. whole, the whole, we got to get Rashard Penny. No, Rashard I don't. Penny out I, there. I, but I'm just wondering why he's here. You know, like, couldn't there be somebody more valuable? Well, given that you found, you've, I mean, people talk about running back position, how you can kind of shake a tree and, and, and mm-hmm. find a running back. They can't do that. I mean, they did they did well with Swift. But I, I think they made a mistake at the deadline not getting another running back in here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could certainly make a case for that. And it, it, there's so many other things too. It's like it was a generally it was a bad off season, I think for Howie if you look at it. Um, you know the, the draft picks aside, and I think Carter's a stud. It's not a write off for Nolan Smith, but it's concerning for sure. 
but the the other moves didn't work. The guys who were let go have have you know played well, like a T.J. Edwards and other places. You, it's a crying need for you. Uh, you kept the, somebody like Quez Watkins around for some unknown reason. You fall off a cliff after your first two starters at, at the wideout spot. Mm-hmm. And I know Julio Jones had two touchdowns yesterday, but for the most part, he hasn't done anything. He's gonna be a great trivia question in a couple of years. You're gonna forget he was an eagle. Yeah, it's gonna be like the you know like when you see uh, what is it Ewing in a Raptor jersey or a Lajuan in a, in a Raptor yeah, yeah. jersey like it, these exactly. things. Exactly. That that like you're gonna look back and say Julio Jones played for Jimmy the Rollins was a Dodger. He's a White Sox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cruck was a White Sox. That's where he retired. Like you, like it's like really. Yeah, I know these it, things happen. Julio Jones being an eagle is weird. He had two touchdowns. No, he. It's like your boy Drew Ellis having a. <laughs> oh man, I miss Drew. <laughs> Imagine or who could forget the Drew Ellis. Good old run. number thirty-five, baby. Yeah, I'm so glad they brought out Cole's number for. for he did Drew have Ellis. a great game. He had one great game. Yeah, <laughs> he was a patient right-handed hitter. It's awesome. He had two home runs in, in the debut. I think and, that's probably why they lost to the uh, Diamondbacks. No, Drew I, Ellis I, was I, not a part of this. Well, thing. so they brought out Cole's not, not to t- completely <laughs> derail the conversation. But the fact that they gave out 35 to Oscar Mercado, who had one at bat as a Philly, and then to Drew Ellis, who, no disrespect to the Ellis name, <laughs> is is not worthy. Pick any other number. All right, can, can we also do this? this is- can we just retire 11 and 26? Can we just hang these things up instead of nobody wears them? 11, 26, and 6. By the way, Chase yes. Utley. Chase Utley. Probably going to be all. Well, the, that was very encouraging. The voting that he got for sure. It's a good sign for him. But I, what, why does it have to be frozen? Rather, let's acknowledge it and and boom, it's up there. What are we doing? No one's going to get offended. Thirty-five, maybe. Yeah, I don't know about uh, retiring. Uh, Cole, you can make an argument. Oh, that's fine. The other three, there's no argument. No one's, no one's wearing six, eleven, twenty-six ever right. again. I don't. I don't get that. This is, a, this is a good discussion on New Year's Day after the Eagles lose to the Cardinals at home. Right, let's move on. Let's go that's to Mad Mike. It's, I'm <laughs> that's, blaming you. That's you, got, you got I blame it. Terry. Terry's, gonna, Terry's a producer. She's got to keep us on track. Terry, Jack's got to do a better job. Okay. It's, you guys are doing excellent. No, no, we're dodging the blame here. Yes. We're, 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 we're like the Eagles locker room. Jack, we're fracturing. Jack's a finger pointer. Get ready, Terry. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. He's quick to blame. Let's go to Mike. <laughs> I'm Ed Mike and King of Prussia. Mike, you're on 94 to Black Bay. Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, How Mike. It's so tough being right, isn't it, Mike? It is tough being right. Why do you sound time. so tired? You have you a long right? night? Tough or? night? You, you, oh, no. No, I, I have kids. I, I went to bed at like 10 o'clock last night. Oh, man. Yeah, I tried to, too. Um, anyway, uh, it is tough. Jack being right all the time, you know. Howie Roseman's a fraud. All, all, just, just the fact that everybody wanted to crown him an awesome GM just because he started picking out of SEC schools finally. And by the way, and, now they and, might have overcorrected too much. They took too many Georgia guys. Yeah, exactly. And then um, let's also point out Howie Roseman appointed this head coach who's nothing more than a puppet installed so that Howie Roseman can have ultimate control and say, I mean, this, this Nick Sirianni is a moron. He shouldn't be here any longer. He can't coach. And like, and then lastly, Jalen Hurts has regressed super hard. And it's, it's, it's telling that when you're not playing tomato cans every week and like you were in 2023 or 2022, that you, you can't win games. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. The, we, we, as, a, as in a fan base, overvalued those three people way too much based off last year, which was smoke and mirrors. Well, the problem is is that this feels more like the norm and last year feels like the, the anomaly. 
But well, that's what's ha- that's what happened in 17. It's what happened uh, last year is that you have these one-off years where it's like, oh, my God, we, we're really a, a super well-run, deep organization. And then they have one year with some adversity, and you start seeing leaks. And like right. wh- this is the Eagles, well, <laughs> and I, that's I, the issue. I think, too, you bring up an interesting point, Mike, and, and this is where I hear people talk about Bill Belichick coming here. Please, do do you think Bill Belichick? First of all, I'm not. I'm I'm good. I I don't want to go that route anyway. But he's not coming here. They wouldn't want somebody who of Belichick's ilk. They want somebody that they're going to be able to control slash work with. Yeah, Belichick's they, not I, coming here in that role. He's going to want full command of this thing. I'm sorry. Until you cut out the cancer that is Howie Roseman, you'll never have a decent head coach ever again, and you'll never have somebody that challenges in the the front office ever again until Howie Roseman's gone. Oh, always positive. Well, but but yeah, Mike. Thanks. Always positive. Yeah, I'm not going that route. I'm not. I'm honestly not going that route. Like I'm not. I'm certainly not going cancer route or any of that. But I, I still think Howie is a phenomenal GM. But it is a question that, that that needs to be asked. Like, is there too much? control coming from above over a coach like i don't blame nick sirianni he, he was just happy to get the gig i don't blame him okay i don't doug was just happy to get the gig i think since chip they're not bringing somebody in who's going to go rogue on them they're, they're going to go somebody in that they can have a lot of input and a lot of say into how it goes and the biggest thing that my, my now question with howie and i think it has to be brought up is he's never built a sustainable winner it's hot and cold. He's had he had he had the the Super Bowl run, and then it'll be a couple of years of like, what the hell are you doing? Fire Howie. Yep. And then right when it's like fire Howie, and then that 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 seat is heating up. Mm-hmm. That's when he responds and has an off season like he had last year, yep. where he gets AJ Brown and they have a ridiculous year and all that stuff. But he's never built a sustainable winner. Yep. It's been it's been great and it's been disarray, and then they they tear it down. They get a new head coach in here and they rebound. The difference is. Around all of that, you had Lane, Fletch, Jason, in their prime, and BG. What's the next core of this team and when it comes from a leadership perspective? Yeah, it's Jalen. You're mm-hmm. putting a lot of Jalen hurts. Yep, you're putting a lot of 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 stock in Jalen for guys who, who who's quiet, for lack of a better word. He's an introvert. Yeah, and you tend to need guys who are more extroverts in at that position. No, I think. Um, I think Devontae, I like when Devontae talks. I do, too. Like, if He's you, a no BS guy, man. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Which I appreciate. But, you know, like those guys, the Kelseys of the world and the and the BGs, like they've also held this thing together. Like I think it's, for as much as people want to credit Sirianni for the 10-1 starts in back-to-back years, I always equate it more towards it's those guys and the culture that they've built. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick Sirianni has been able to steer the ship here. He gave a little flower speech. But it was also those guys mm-hmm. saying, we're not going to let this thing fall apart. Yeah. It wasn't the flower speech. But who's the next generation of that is the question, right? And yeah. and do you feel like you have it with Mylotta? Do you feel like you have it with uh, either a Landon Dickerson or a, or a Jurgens or whatever? Do you feel like you have it on the other side of the ball? Is Jalen Carter that guy? Is Jordan Davis that guy? You got to play well. Jury's out. Yeah, I mean, right? like you can't. It's hard to be a leader if you're not. No, a, you got to be able to play. You got to yeah. be able to play. You got to be able to stay on the field. Yeah, flat out. There, I mean, like, there's no young corners. So, I mean, the young corners are no. they're, they're they're you know undrafted in seventh round picks. Like it's just yeah. They, they, there's 
from 10 and 1 28 days ago to where we are now questioning everything is such a steep decline. Absolutely. All right. Actually, we have a little bit early, so that's good uh, because there are some injuries to discuss. That's for sure. So joining us right now with the NovaCare injury report is Dr. Mark Schwartz. He is an orthopedic surgeon with Burlington County Orthopedic Specialist in Mount Laurel. Dr. Schwartz is the co-director of Virtuous Health Sports Medicine Program. He's also the chief of orthopedics and chairman of the Department of Surgery at Virtua Memorial Hospital. You can check out more information on Dr. Schwartz at uh, BurlingtonCountyOrtho.com. That's BurlingtonCountyOrtho.com. Dr. Schwartz joins us now. Doc, Happy New Year, first of all. We appreciate you jumping on with us. How you doing? Uh, well, that game was one big New Year's Eve buzzkill. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I was there with my son and son-in-law. Uh, no argument here, Doc. We're we're still picking up the pieces. Uh, however many yeah, later, any uh, diagnosis later. on how to pick up a city? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how to get over. Do you do that kind of work as well, Doc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you be a psychiatrist on top of everything else you do? That was that, there wasn't enough alcohol in the stadium to cure that game. Oh my gosh, man! All right, so well, let let's start with this one because it's an infuriating play in general that was made worse. So the the screen pass to Gainwell, which got them nothing uh, on that second to last offensive drive. The problem is on top of it, uh, Devonte Smith is blocking and gets rolled up on, and it, and it looked it didn't look great. And he left the game, went into the locker room, was seen in a in a boot and on crutches. Uh, uh, leaving the game, Doc. What can you tell us about that, and what potentially could be the uh, the timeline here for him? Well, you know, I, I, I looked at that the replay of that game time and time and t- time again a little bit, and it was one of those bang bang things where he kind of, you know, the job as as that other receivers is, is to be blocking for the guy who gets that bubble screen, mm-hmm. and he seemed to get caught up and got rolled rolled it rolled up at the end of that play. Um, the fact that, um, you know, there was speculation maybe a knee injury, but the fact that he was in a walking boot, a cam walker, that was what we call, is more pointing towards an ankle, lower leg injury rather than a knee injury, which, you know, um, may be good. And the fact that he was seen putting weight on the leg in that walking boot was also is also a good sign. So, um, again, I don't have any... Uh, facts concerning what what the x-ray showed or anything else but let's assume the x-rays were negative um we're probably thinking of a high ankle sprain or an ankle or a lower or a foot or ankle sprain um i guess he'll probably get an mri to rule out anything more serious but the fact that he was in a walking boot putting weight on it um is a is a optimistic sign you know as as physicians we tend to maybe over immobilize and over treat until we have a definitive diagnosis but i guess we'll know more after we get um he gets probably an mri to look at uh what exactly is going on but um i'm thinking more ankle than than knee on this one yeah it, and it, timeline it all depends on the diagnosis if it's an ankle sprain it could be you know two to three weeks if it's a fracture then you're probably not going to see him but I'm, I'm i'm hopeful i'm optimistic that it's more of a sprain injury the question is whether he's available for next week's game, which is also a potentially important game, because we don't know what Dallas is going to do, or do they sit him and, and, and rest him for the playoffs? Yeah, that's correct. We don't know right now, because if Dallas, you know, again, here we go with the if game, but if Dallas somehow uh, loses to Washington and the Eagles win, they could still win the division. Uh, so Yeah, and then game, and both games are at the same time. Correct, so 425, you, yep. You won't, you won't know. So no. yep. I think you try to get them game ready. But I think if there's any question, he doesn't play. 
Uh, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. The other one is, man, and it just it, it just feels like it's the story of this guy's career. He's a really good player, but when he's on the field, but he gets hurt all the time. And Avante Maddox finally came back. He was out since week two with a pec injury. He comes back and he plays yesterday, and he too was seen going into the X-ray room holding his left arm close to his body. I mean, it's it's just he can't win, man. This guy. Yeah, that's that. To me, that's but there's a more serious injury. Uh, you know, he's had two major surgeries since last year's Super Bowl. Mm. He had the toe surgery right after the Super Bowl. He seemed to recover from that. And then he tore his, his left pec back in September. And, you know, minimum return to play on something like that is about three months. So he, he rehabbed it, got back at about that three-and-a-half-month period. But he's, when you're holding your arm close to your chest like that, you're thinking shoulder injury again. And the fact that he had surgery on that side, the same side, um, is concerning. You know, we, again, we don't know what his x-rays show, but very often with a pec tear, you're going to have a normal-looking x-ray. Um, because when we repair the pectoralis muscle, when we reattach it to the uh, bone, many times we use these anchors that are, that are uh, uh, plastic or uh, non-metallic. So some, very often an x-ray won't show it. Show whether you whether they did any damage to that reattachment. It's going to probably could be an MRI, but that that injury is more concerning. The fact that he already had his surgery there, and it's the same arm, and he's holding it like he, he did something in that shoulder region. And um, number one on my hit list is going to be a re-injury to his pec, and that oh, man. that again we'll know more after he gets a repeated MRI and sees he's the doctor who repaired it. Yeah, Dr. Schwartz, I'm just curious, you know, Darius Slay got his knee scoped. How, uh, like, is it fair to expect him to come back and and be close to the player that we saw pre-knee injury? He said this is something he's had the last couple of years and he decided to get surgery on it. What kind of goes into a knee scope, and, and do you think it's it's fair to expect him to get back to 100%? Uh, well, yeah, that's that's a little surprising to me that he'd be back so soon. Um, you, know, uh, you know, I do a lot of knee arthroscopy. And, you know, I tell most of my patients, you know, it's a good six-week recovery, you know, but these are weak. A lot of them are weekend warriors. Um, you know, if Slay, if Slay gets back at, you know, four weeks post-off, getting back and able to play is one thing, but playing at the same level that you were playing at previously is another question. So I think, you know, time will tell. I mean, there's no such thing as minor arthroscopic surgery. It's still an invasive, minimally invasive procedure, and, you, and it still takes several weeks for the body to heal from any type of surgery. So, you know, for, I think I think four weeks is, is optimistic. I think it's doable. But the question is whether he'll be able to play at the same level is a whole, is a whole different story. Yeah, just what they need on top of everything else. Doc, listen, we, we appreciate you hopping on. It's Dr. Mark Schwartz. He's the orthopedic surgeon with Burlington County Orthopedic Specialist in Mount Laurel. Of course, that's the NovaCare injury report that he just gave us. Dr. Schwartz, co-director of Virtuous Health Sports Medicine uh, program, and he is also the chief of orthopedics and chairman of the Department of Surgery at Virtual Memorial Hospital. And again, more information on Dr. Schwartz. Just go to BurlingtonCountyOrtho.com. Doc, we appreciate the NovaCare injury report. Thanks for keeping us up to speed. No problem. I'm already looking for airline tickets to Tampa. There you go. I, I like it. <laughs> Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Yeah. Good job, Doc. Appreciate See it. Happy later, New Year, guys. Doc. All right. You Bye. got it. Take care. All right. That's uh, my takeaway from all that is possibly a peck again for, for Maddox. I know. 
No, he's, and and he's a really good player when he's healthy, but they got to move on. This, yeah. this, I mean, you need can't stay that, on the field. Yeah, they need someone. And, and I was actually, I was surprised they, you know, they they deactivated Roby. It was know. risky considering his, you know, Maddox's injury history. So I mean, Roby's probably gonna get right back out there. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, he is. Welcome back. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, sorry, we deactivated you. Guess what? Hey, you're back out there. Uh-huh, Go uh-huh. give us your all. Oh my gosh! All right, you are listening to 94 WIP HD coming to you live from the Tasty Cake Studios. Rob Ellis, Jack Fritz, we are in for Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie, and crew. Now, Jack, you are uh, back with the afternoons tomorrow, yep. correct? Me okay. and I. Yep. Live Beautiful from Chickies and then the Brandon Graham show. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Answer all the tough questions. Yeah, and I'll have the afternoons with uh with TK Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, we've got TK and Kyle Quinn coming up next. And and possibly the, the angriest midday show in the history it is of possible. radio. On on a perfect day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean nothing's nothing was is more teed up for TK and Kyle Quinn than that just dog bleep that happened yesterday down the link. They're gonna like they're going to be just yelling for four hours. Correct, hundred percent. Yeah, and then you have Ben Kenny and, and Dan Wilson making the, making their debut overnight. I mean, it's a lot of people are are, are pulling the weight around here. That's right, because of what happened last night. Some are. I mean, they went six hours overnight. Yep. And we came in. Hey, would you rather have best up? Or would you rather have us melting down for the last four hours? And then you get <laughs> angry Teeks and, and Kyle Quinn in the middays. I mean, for us, one word: gamers. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Well, we're putting out effort. Yes. The Eagles aren't. No. No, somebody's got to no. pick up the slack in this city, and we're, we're the people that are willing to do it. Well, someone's got to be here for the people. Yeah. That's, we're, that's what we're here for. We are uh, foxhole guys. Exactly. There's really no question. And we show heart. Exactly. And the Eagles don't. I'm, uh, I can't believe, I, I never ever, there were things that I thought about this team, and, and we've been discussing a lot of Eagles, if you're just waking up, a little groggy from from having fun last night. <laughs> Yesterday did happen. Yeah, first of all, yeah, you didn't dream it. It wasn't some stupor that you were on. The Eagles actually lost to the Cardinals yesterday. Um, and we're trying to pick up the pieces, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't have... A, a, a positive spin on this for you. I wish I did. No. I don't. And I've been searching for one for a while with this team, and it's not there with me. Not only have we seen failures to just step up in terms of just, you know, the defensive side, offensive side, whatever. Ironically, these special teams have been good all year. Ironically. Michael but, Clay, best coordinator on the team. Right. But I don't have any kind of psychological uplift for you regarding this team because I question when I what I saw yesterday. My foundation is destroyed. I still had some hope that this could be a Super Bowl team. I did. I really did going into yesterday's game. What I saw yesterday laying down to that team in the second half frightens me. Well, and and you've been around, obviously, longer than I have, and you can obviously speak to this, but we just there's not much precedent in this city for a team that was 10-1. and one. And yes, sure, I thought we, we thought it was Fugazi, mm-hmm. and it felt like you were watching it and it didn't really feel like a 10-1 and one team. But they did have impressive wins with the Chiefs, Bills, whatever, uh, Dolphins, Cowboys. So, um, but from 10-1 and one to this, like we've seen great teams lose. Yeah. You know, we saw the, the Phillies in 2011 lose. Like we've seen the, the 0-4 Eagles, 0-2 Eagles, 0-3 Eagles, whatever. That was a, a postseason loss. I can't remember a team doing this. Like I know the Phillies in the Septembers of, of 2018 and through 2020, mm-hmm. that was collapses. Yeah. But not like they were they were fighting for a wild card. We spot. didn't have those expectations for those no. teams. Like this is this is kind of unprecedented in yeah, the city. It is. I mean, the only thing I can harken back to, and I didn't think this Eagles team was nearly as good as this team. 
Cotites last year, they get off to a seven and two start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and then they proceed to to finish the season, you know, like seven and nine yeah. or whatever. They they just just completely <laughs> fell apart. But they were not nearly as talented. Well, as and this. neither was the nine and three team uh, after Thanksgiving. Right. Like that team wasn't very. No. Good. It was you Sanchez. Were, it was it was a bunch of guys. You were just kind of like you know, you know, glue and duct tape. Yeah. So get ups on right now, Rob. Yeah. They're allowing 50% of a conversion rate since week 13 on third down. Yeah. That's 50, that's seven on seven stuff. 50%. That's throwing against air stuff. 75% red zone t- touchdown Touchdowns. percentage. Mm-hmm. 75%. It's it, This is the worst defense I've seen in a very long time, In period. Well, but it's, it's also just completely cratered. Yeah. If they were a good run defense. They were. They were the, they best, were the best, in best team football. in the football. Yeah. For that to crater... Doesn't make any. I can't compute because they're healthy. One more time, sixty-six yards per game through the first ten weeks. Okay, since then, they are giving up one hundred and fifty-three on the ground. So it's nearly a hundred yards more yeah. on the ground since, oh, since week ten. And, and and that you tell me that's not effort to some degree. It's not coaching. Like I, I don't think it's coaching. The, the trenches. It's are, want to is is will and want, and that's what's lacking with this team. Mm-hmm. They don't want it. Yeah, they don't want it. They are satisfied. They're satisfied with the fact that they got close last year, and everybody kissed their ass when they started off ten and one. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, it's hundred percent. And 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 I think the coach is always too positive. I I don't think when they were ten and one, I didn't hear enough of. We're not really playing that well. Yeah. It was way too much of like, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We win games. I wanted Sirianni to sound like Devontae Smith yes. last week. Like, I appreciate Devontae saying Yeah, that. like we won. I'm not satisfied with anything. No. And, and it was, and, and now every time he talks, it infuriates me more. It's just, it's so hollow. I don't think this guy has answers for anything. That's the thing. I, I think he's on some, some sort of autopilot without answers. Like, I think if he, if he even wanted to give you an answer, it's not there. Well, yeah, and then he'll pull, he'll pull the whole, like, uh, competitive advantage. I don't want to give out too much. Right. Oh, I'm sure you had some brilliant thing concocted that you were going to be able to, to throw at me. The fact that he went, you know, yesterday. The he, wind's blowing in my The face. wind's blowing in our face during that last pathetic, second to last pathetic offensive drive infuriates me there's that the next answer of about the timeout thing where he, where he basically says yeah we, we ran out of timeouts that's miscommunication and and we've been dealing with that you know like that that happens and that's on me i understand it's on you mm-hmm. because it's been happening every single week it seems like oh yeah clock based management right and, and time management mm-hmm. issues and it's like we'll clean that up it is it is 2024 yeah let me let me play this for you again. So this is Nick Sirianni on the play calling um, in that in that second to last series, which resulted in a in a field goal. Nine o'clock in studio, set to. You talk about a guy who's going to be breathing fire. <laughs> I mean, it is it is going to be on. When, when he's Seth not going to be pumped. In. I don't think. No, so, I don't think he's going to make you. You know, bring up the holiday spirit. I don't think so. No, I no, I don't think there's a lot of happy New Year cheer. I don't think so. But nor should there be, considering the way that went yesterday. Jack Fritz, Rob Ellis, WIP Sports Time is eight ten. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.